Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to the sport of it's episode 48. Uh, well, we'll call this the Olympics edition because we're right in the middle of the better of the two Olympics, the Winter Olympics. I'm your host, John Marthaler. Uh, uh, let's. Who should go first? Let's have Stu say hi first. Hey guys, uh, I hope Dan and Dave do really good in the track and field. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brandon. Yodis B. Wow, old school there. Yeah, and Clarence is here as well. What's up, fuckers? And joining us from... Uh, are we doing an undisclosed location? I'm not even sure if we're allowed to say where he's from, but our, our old friend Brian Stensas is here with us. Uh, how are you, gentlemen? Yes, you can, you can say, well, I'll figure it out. Uh, it's, a, it's a weeknight. I work evenings. If you want to figure it out, go to my Twitter and figure out where I am. Uh, go for it. Brian's at Star Tribune headquarters is what we're saying, so we're hoping <laughs> that Sid will stop in and yell at him at some point. <laughs> He's at the Gopher game, I'm sure. He yeah. is. Yeah, confirmed reports okay. of him sitting down. Is Ken Chow working oh. tonight? Uh, I believe he, I have not seen him. I think he was here earlier this oh, evening. That's a shame. I would have loved to have Kenny yell into the microphone for a while about something or other. And he would have yelled, too. He is. He's a yeller. Yeah, he's a yeller, and he's an angry, angry man, which is why I like him. Extremely. So we actually do want to start off talking about the Olympics because I think that's what's on their mind, on everybody's mind right now, at least mine. And it's, it's part of the national conversation, John. It is, and we're nothing if not relevant around uh, on this podcast. So. Oh, we're, we're we're I think we're extremely irrelevant. I think that's I don't think anyone argues that point at all. I want to start just I I want to start just by mentioning my favorite moment of the Olympics so far, which is when the United States took a four one lead on the Czech Republic today, and Clarence took to Twitter to taunt everybody from New Prague he could find. <laughs> <laughs> so it was that Lindsay was great. Lindsay Gensel that and somebody else and Seth Ambrose. <laughs> Dick, uh, Dick Jankowski, the golfer's uh, football announcer. I know he's from New Prague. I couldn't think of anybody else. <laughs> Dick Jankowski, and who I made up his Twitter handle. Um, <laughs> 
I don't. I, my no, late my so late grandmother's from Newmarket. You could have taken her down. Okay? I could have. Had I remembered, I knew that. Had I remembered, I would have. Um, I, I was racking my brain to think of anybody else. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the Olympics are downhill from there. But let's let's talk a little bit about what we've been watching. I've sort of been watching everything, but I want to find out what you guys are watching. Let's start with Brian. What's Brian's sort of been watching everything too, right? Yeah, well, I work very, uh, you know, odd hours. I'm usually done with my shift around, uh, well, whenever the everything is done. It's usually around one thirty in the morning. So by the time I get home, uh, it's just in time to watch some of those early uh, hockey games that have been on at about 2 in the morning and usually uh, piss my wife off and fall asleep with the TV on watching some nondescript hockey game. But <laughs> before we, doing a lot before of we that. go on, Ryan, can we quick, for the people that may not know that are listening, can we talk about what you do? Quick at the at the Star Tribune uh, until one thirty in the morning. I'm a <laughs> I'm a, uh, I'm a I'm a digital uh, I'm a web editor here. Basically, I, I make the make the website look all nice and pretty. Got it. Did you design the Star Tribune's new logo? I did not. Okay. Damn. But Damn I, it! It's perfect. <laughs> I got a nice pen and pad of paper with the new logo on it, though. Oh, really? <laughs> Holy cow. Noise. <laughs> Sorry about removing your pension. Here is the pen paper. <laughs> and it's Sorry uh, about the pay freeze, but here's a nice stationery set for you. <laughs> yeah. The right no, letters okay. from the unemployment. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure people knew what, what you're up to. Go ahead, yeah, Brian. Yeah, no, that's good. Holy crap. Anyway, that, was like, been, that was like real radio all of a sudden. It was. How about that? An actual question. No, I've been doing a lot of... Uh, a lot of hockey watching, and then uh, I've, I've been doing a lot of commenting on Johnny Weir's outfits. <laughs> As we all ha- I actually uh, haven't seen a single one of Johnny Weir's outfits yet. Have, been, have, it, have they been outrageous, I assume? I can only assume. They've been, they've been very uh, out there. Yeah, they've been very Johnny Weir. So that's, <laughs> but I, th- I think I've mentioned this on Twitter already that I just want to him, Terrell Lipinski, and Tony Saragusa to be one of the Fox football teams this fall. <laughs> I guarantee it's going to be better than just about anybody that Fox has right now. So I, yeah. I, I just want that because I think Syracuse and Weir have a lot to talk about. Yeah, you could, you could do <laughs> that. Yeah. And, um, I hate my garage or garage Mahal. They can, they can do that and go revamp people's garages. I think that would be fantastic. And glitter yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Sir Glutha go like, you know, Permonte Brothers in Pittsburgh and, you know, just, you know, eat food. I think I, I'm, I'm all over all of those. Wear a blouse. Yep. I, I have a question blouse. for you, Brian. From sure. Obviously, you have some insight into what the more popular stories or popular things to get to the top of the website are. So, obviously, there's sort of figure skating and hockey, I think, are probably the two most popular parts of the Winter Olympics, right? You know, it's. I would say hockey for sure, uh, just because we've covered, we have so many local ties to both the men's and women's team. Um, but there are some really odd stories that have jumped right to the top of the website, like stories on uh, speed skating and uh, figure skating you mentioned, but like the speed skating stories have been very well read. And uh, so apparently we have a lot of, probably a lot of people tuning in from Roseville. Uh, to that's that's, that's just me. I'm just going up to the Oval every night to watch speed skating and watch the U.S. team fail so, horribly. Yeah, the, the speed skating story has been doing very well, like I said, the hockey. Um, and uh, it's it's weird, you know. What I'm signing off, uh, you know, it's still a lot of the, the, the print content, you know, columns from 
Chip Stoggins and stories from Rachel Blount uh, with the two writers that we have over there. And um, but then in the morning you look and it's the overnight stuff, and uh, it's like the you know five thousand meter women's. Uh, short track speed skating, which is really cool if they wipe out. I love watching those crashes. Well, yeah, that's really the only fun thing that happens in speed skating is somebody falling over. That's short track that or long the, track. That, that and the Dutch kicking everybody's ass, that's about it. Well, yeah, if you enjoy Dutch people, I guess you can really enjoy long track <laughs> speed skating, but that's about it. So. Which I do not. <laughs> how, is, saying. how has the curling stuff been doing? I'm sort of curious about that because it seems like there's been a lot of coverage about curling this year. So you, well, there's been a lot of coverage, but I'd say the, the I'd say the curling stories are doing about as well as the curling teams. <laughs> Very poorly, in other words. <laughs> I don't know that for sure. We did some really good uh, features early on, but once the, I mean, I think they went to combine like three, three and, and fifteen. Three and fifteen yeah. is the correct answer. It was disappointing. So, I'm not going to lie to you. Extremely. Uh, that was fun to watch too on the, on the stream. You know, NBC Sports had that really nice app this year. Mm-hmm. Very easy to log into and, and just plug in your information. And um, actually, John, I think you and I had a had a bit of a Twitter spat over one match uh, early on in the process. Yeah, I said they were going to win, and you said I jinxed it, and it turned out I was right, and you were wrong. Well, they they almost pissed it away. Yeah, I, I won't deny that they did almost blow it. But <laughs> Ryan, I, is anyone at the Star Tribune going to hold the American curling team responsible? Blount, Scoggins, <laughs> is anyone over there going to hold? <laughs> the powers that be responsible. Are they going to ask the hard I questions? I, I, Someone's got to be held accountable. Feet to the fire yeah. here. Yeah. Someone has to. I, I really, I, I don't know. I think you know. I think what's more interesting now that the curling is whatever. We actually have Chip Scoggins covering figure skating tomorrow. That is figure painting. Awesome. Finger painting. Finger painting. Huh. Finger painting. Yeah, he's gonna he, he's gonna go and do figure skating for us in the women's uh, long program. And um, I don't know. He's I a, hope he's he, a, you also sent a. I hope you also send a photographer, and you're not asking him to take the pictures too. No, no, we, we do. We have a little. Make it a little good. Good, good, because Hawkins is from Tennessee, if I believe, and uh, those pictures <laughs> yeah. might be a little inappropriate. Nothing against yeah, Chip Hawkins, no, but why is he like the lead winner, winter sports reporter at the Star Tribune? Well, Rachel Blount is actually Chip is. Uh, we send a columnist every uh, every every two years. Chip whichever. was available. Is that what we're saying? I guess yeah. he he has never covered an Olympics before. Um, and I think I, I believe the plans were made to send him to Russia before we lost our Vikings writer. We put Chip. Uh, so I, I don't know. You know, I'm not, I don't think I'm giving away any secrets or anything. I, that was all done behind the scenes and that way above my pay level, but. You had zero uh, I, chance of getting Roycey on a plane for 14 hours. That's so cheap. Well, he's yeah. covered six of them. He's covered six sure. of them. <laughs> he put in his time. He punched the clock. This, if yeah. we're in, stay like down here in Welch, he may make the hour drive down to down to Welch. Past that, I don't blame him. Uh, I'm going to go to the house of coats, and then I'm going to go to Welch. <laughs> <laughs> That was my Roycey impersonation. You're only here once every year here on the Swatty Bunner like, yeah, yeah, at the HOC. Top notch. <laughs> I'm going to go to Wienerholtz after that. Good Lord. <laughs> I've heard some bad Roycey impressions over the years, but this one might take a cake. And all of oh, them have taken place one. in the last two minutes. <laughs> uh. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Indeed. 
So we're on a roll, boys. <laughs> so so yeah. basically, the paper said to Chip Scoggins, "We need somebody to cover the Winter Olympics. We always send a columnist. So here you go. Get on a flight to nowhere, Russia, where the tap water looks like chocolate milk, and I hope you don't get food poisoning while you're there because you will die." Uh, yeah, well, you know, they're they're going strong so far. They Chip actually found a steak the other day. Uh, he was able to find Straight a steak. So. You know, I haven't seen that dog for a couple of days. Remember that dog that was hanging around? Where'd he go? <laughs> so, would you cover a Winter Olympics if if asked to? If if there asked to no, run, would you serve? There, there's no doubt in my mind that I would, at the first opportunity, I would jump to cover an Olympics, winter or summer. Which would you rather cover, winter or summer? Winter. Well, obviously. Are, are is there any... a, a consensus that winter is better than summer? I always thought it was the opposite. Well, the consensus think... in my head is that winter is better than summer. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I, I think for viewing, I think more people, you know, it's, you know, it's basketball, it's track and field, it's, it's more things that people are, can associate with. I mean, curling, I just think, is, like, fun to watch, and I think it would be, it's like throwing darts, especially, yeah. you know, and the more you drink, the better you get. Um, sure. but, but, uh, you know, I, I think it's, I don't know. I would cover a winter Olympics, but I'm a, you know, I'm a hockey guy. I'm a winter guy. I like, you know, I, I, I don't like the heat. I don't, uh, I, I, I don't mind being cold. I don't mind the snow. And I would, I would absolutely go to, I'd go to any Olympics, but I would go to a winter Olympics, um, at the, the second that I got asked. Mm-hmm. Isn't Eric Hayden from Wisconsin? I believe that he is. Uh, so is Dan Jansen. Oh, oh Wow. The guy who finally won a medal after years and years of falling. Damn right. They have the they have the Pettit National Ice Center over by uh, by Miller Park, which is a uh, they built it I think right before Lillehammer in the in the nineties, and that was a world class training center. I actually uh, tried speed skating there once, and it um, well, let's just say I looked like Dan Jansen for a while there. <laughs> Not a good way. <laughs> oh man, I would love to see Stanzation speed skating. Yeah, just imagine like a thirteen-year-old husky kid, you know, trying to like do a little long track speed skating and getting the blade <laughs> cut, and then it kind of looked like a watered-up piece of bubble gum rolling down the ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is graphic. <laughs> all right, so let's decide once and for all: winter versus summer Olympics, and let's just go down the list: best sport in the winter, best sport in the summer, and then compare them. Best sport in the winter Olympics, there's no doubt, is hockey. Brandon, yes, what's the best sport in the summer Olympics? Uh, when it ends, when it's basketball. done, basketball. Yeah, that's that's not it. That would okay. be the last. The I think last. those like hundred meter races are pretty insane too, just for the sheer spectacle, like athleticism of it all too. I don't know if the, if that's if that's agreed upon by others, but I don't know. I've always gotten a kick out of watching that because you don't really need to know anything about it to be impressed. Well, with like curling, you need to know a little bit about it, which is the, I guess it's sort of the fun part of learning. But some of these other sports, like. I don't give a shit about ice dancing. I don't really know what makes something good or bad, and I don't really care enough to learn. So, I don't know. Just straight up sprinting. I'll take it. All right. So, hockey versus sprinting. You've got one of the most exciting <laughs> games on the planet versus something that's versus entertaining hockey. for 10 seconds, literally once every four Oh, there was Brad. That was, I yeah, Brad no, doing that I, one. Yeah. That was funny stuff. Yeah. Very quick. Very quick. I was just, I mean, I mean, basketball is the most fun, but I just think those track and field in general are so basic that it's kind of, I will watch those, but I'm probably not the best person to ask. I haven't, I have seriously watched zero seconds of the Olympics, not really? even a clip, nothing, not one second. Why so, not? 
I don't know. I just, for me, I think, I think I need to be at least a little bit invested and understand what I'm watching. I, I just don't. Brandon, our country is competing against other countries that don't like us. What else do you yeah. need to be invested? Well, you guys know I'm, a, I'm an international cosmopolitan man. I love all countries. No, you um, don't. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know it. I'm, I'm a world traveler. Um, yeah, you've been to Dallas and Brooklyn Park. And, uh, How do you feel about yeah, Ukraine? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, River Falls. Are you going to sit right here now in front of us and tell us that you love Ukraine? Uh, I don't know anything you, about Ukraine. Ukraine, not weak. Ukraine, not weak. <laughs> <laughs> They're shooting their own citizens, Brandon. Surely you um, have to be outraged about that. I mean, I don't know. I just get have a hard time just cheering for the USA because it's the USA. Like, this is a, I don't know. Oh, Lord. Here and, we like, go. luge and bobsled and all those. And is there, do they still do the thing where you're skiing and then you're shooting? Yes. Yeah, I just don't know anything about those, so I can't really get worked up over. Brandon, you ski and then you shoot. That's all there is to know. How much more do you need to know? If that's it, then I don't want to watch it. I can draw you a picture, but... Well, what about... um, uh, That's like like fifth grade Fayette. Yeah, that's all you do for an entire year. That is fifth grade. What about uh, Usain Bolt, remember, from the Summer Olympics? I was cheering for him over the USA guys. Is is that is that wrong? Can I not? Yes, absolutely it is. Yeah. See, I don't know. This it's like this temporary xenophobia that's weird to me. Like, so what you're saying? Xenophobic doesn't. Cheer for your country means that you're xenophobic. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my damn life. Cheer for your country means you're the second the second most ridiculous thing is saying Clarence's xenophobia is temporary. Yeah, that's that is also that was where I was going. But yeah, no, I guess I don't mean that. I'm just I don't know. I don't know it's what like it's jingoistic, and that's that's fine. I don't have a problem being that way either. Yeah. But uh, I understand what you mean. If, if you're uncomfortable with jingoism because you hate America, I, sure. I can understand how it would be difficult to set that hatred aside for three <laughs> weeks in the yeah. winter. It is. It is a. It's a soul searching for two weeks of how it was supposed to feel. Um, yep. No, I don't know. Okay, so there's hockey. There's curling. I don't give a shit about anything that involves judges. So that takes out a lot of it. I just don't I know agree. what else. What else there is that I'm missing? There's downhill skiing. Okay, that's fun. I, I used to like that. I used to like watching the moguls and shit. Do they still do that? Yes, I don't know. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes. Sure. God damn it, you guys. <laughs> See, <laughs> Olympic talk that we're talking Brandon about. Brandon picked the so one skiing sport that I know is I think about any sports <laughs> except for one. Brandon picked the Here's one the skiing thing... sport I don't care about at all, the moguls. That Doesn't the moguls have judges? Don't you do jumps and stuff? Nobody cares. I like the ones where you race down the hill, and if your time's better than the next guy's, you win. That's the way yeah, it all. It's not a whole lot of fun to actually watch because you don't know what's good and what's bad. Like if you were, I would say a general rule is if you have if you put it on mute and you have no idea what's happening and you're relying that much on the commentators, then I don't really care about the sport. We're and still talking about downhill that. skiing, right? Yeah. So in the midst of there's these a, guys, there's doing a clock race, on the screen. You know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Oh, he's going faster than that guy. Yeah, Problem the result solved. of it, you don't, you don't know in the middle of it who's doing better and who's doing yes, worse. Yes, you, you do. Lose. There's little splits on the screen. Oh, he's too, Oh, he's getting sideways there. Now he's behind. But there's no art to it. Like, the, the, <laughs> there's no art to, to it? Watch. No, not at all. Are it's we just... criticizing this as theater or as a sport? 
You know, the third act of that downhill skiing run was just not very good. The character development was very not poor. The same exact thing. I don't I know why I'm getting so theater. worked up about this, but I'm All right, also a little th- uh, taken aback by this. Brian, I'm going to need a, need email a you a list you of questions. I want you to I want you to forward to Blount and have her ask the curling team coach. I'm going to email a list of 40 questions I have here to hold him accountable because this is ridiculous. Um, it, it was a pretty it was a pretty poor showing, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I can't get my I got I got way more into curling, and maybe it was because it was a little new. But like four and eight years ago, I agree. Um, I, I was really, and you know, like again in, in 2010, you know, they I think they won a medal. But I it was I, I found myself like this year I, I was really ready for it, and then I logged in, to put in all my information, and and uh, I watched it like those first couple of days, and then it was just like okay, you know, I was actually more into the other, you know, other events. It was just, I didn't, and maybe it was the time change. You know, curling was always on at like 11 at night. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of curling. Curling that was on in the morning was usually teams I didn't really give a shit about, but, uh, when the Americans were on, I just didn't, I felt like they were out of it. Um, except for the one time that John almost jinxed them. I felt like they were out of it from like the second end. Yeah. They struggled a fair amount, which to be fair, the U.S. men's team did have to qualify to make the Olympics, so they couldn't have been ranked about higher than eighth in yeah. the world. Well, they showed it. <laughs> yeah, they did not exceed expectations, that's for sure. But I just, I, I think we talked about this last week, but I just sort of felt bad for them. I wanted them to do well, and they didn't. I think the thing with curling and is, and, I, and I'm not breaking any new ground here, but it's, it's just neat to think of these guys as like, you know, owners of a to Rhea, you know, up in Duluth and like uh, an insurance salesman and a gym teacher and yeah, it's not like a Bodie Miller who all he does is ski and he's got a ton of endorsements and making a ton of money and, and we're like the hockey guys who are multi-millionaires and all this other stuff. I, I think that's why I like the curling at first. Is like These are just, like I said, it reminded me of being in a, like a dart league on a Wednesday night in some, you know, dim-lit bar. It, it was just like, yeah, I could do this and uh, maybe, you know, it's like one Olympic sport that I could actually do. You know, you, you sort of bring up a good point. There was an interesting article in the paper. I forget who wrote it, whether it was Scoggins or Rachel Lund. But they, they sort of talked to the USA curling experts, and they thought, and they were sort of saying, well, maybe what we need to do is concentrate our funding on a few people that we identify at junior level or whatever and try to make them world class yeah. rather than just have this qualification thing where literally somebody in your local league can get good enough that they can – Win the state championship and the national championship, and go to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a story that Rachel wrote uh, right after both teams were were eliminated from medal contention. That would have been a good time to get that list of questions. Um, yeah, you know, for some some real answers. I'm, you know, I'm sure it'll get brought up again. Um, you know, that's just the way that it happened. It'll, we'll be doing this all over again before we know it. And I think they're going to have some changes. I really do. I, I don't think that they. Um, there's a lot of a lot of pissed off people about this, and you know, really embarrassed, and, and rightfully so. Well, now I feel bad. I feel <laughs> I feel like my criticism. But I feel like our criticism of the curling team has ruined the fun of the curling team, which was these are just regular guys. Now there'll be some super curlers that do nothing but curl all day, and they'll be good, but it'll have lost something. Ah, they can handle it'll it. It'll be okay. Rip them, rip them. Uh, 
I think we can play get Schuster on the podcast now, though, can't we? That's what we're hoping. <laughs> See, you know, like, well, this is a your good criticism of him in the last week has just been fierce. So I don't know if he's I actually I don't think I've said Come much on. of anything, but the, the great oh, thing I deflect again, John. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Here's the, <laughs> it's, your, it's your calling card at this point. Here's the thing about Jesus. here's the thing about curling that's great. I, we put out something on Twitter. I think Clarence and I put out something on Twitter about, does anybody know John Schuster? We'd love to have him on the podcast. And within 30 minutes, somebody's like, yeah, my sister knows him. I got his contact information. Let, let me know when you want it. That's the great thing about curling. <laughs> yeah, that is right that here. Is, that, yeah, I know. That is. Yeah, so that's nice. also a Duluth so thing, too. I think everyone's got somebody from Duluth contact info. I just yeah. think that's the thing that people have. We all do. I count Brandon as being from Duluth since he went to college there. So, oh yeah, go go dogs. Do people say go dogs? I do. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> All right, so Stensas, sum up these Olympics for us so far in just a little bit. Just tell us what we missed, what what we should have been watching, because you've been seeing it all. Well, I, man, I tell you, a good thing that. Uh, C.J. Oshie is from the United States because otherwise it's been kind of boring. Yeah, um, I think from from, a, from the United States standpoint, anyway, I think there's been some good storylines, um, like the, for for the Olympics as a whole. But um, you know, I, it sounds like ratings are down. It sounds like uh, you know interest levels down. I think the time, you know, I don't know who NBC thinks they're fooling by putting all this stuff on in prime time and calling it new. You know, new at, at nine o'clock. Uh, the Bodie Miller skis for, you know, whatever. Well, it's like, well, yeah, no shit. He, he won the bronze, you know, 18 hours ago. Yeah, but what do you um, want him to do? They, they don't have another choice. No, I get it. But, you know, the, you have to search for, you know, putting these games on USA and, and MSNBC, and I know it's all in the family and networks for, for NBC, but, you know, I seem to remember when uh, watching, and I don't know if it was Lillehammer or what was the one after that? Nagano. Um, not, no, that was ninety eight. Uh, what was there was one year where they went to uh, switched. Uh, they did two years apart. Albertville was in ninety two, Lillehammer in ninety four, and then Nagano in ninety eight. That's right. Uh, uh, um, yes, um, but you know that's right. I was in grade school, and we watched the hockey team on you know whatever it was. I, I don't even know who had the Olympics back then. Um, but it was on during the day live on, and I, you know, I went to a small little Catholic school in Southern Wisconsin. We didn't have cable. Um, <laughs> we watched it on, you know, the little tiny TV in the room, and everybody wore red, white, and blue. And we brought the uh, flags, and I think they lost like eight nothing. But still, it was it was fun to watch, and that's my Olympic memory. That's when I really got into the Olympics, um, and I just don't see that you know anymore. There, there's there's stuff on during the day. They show the figure skating live on NBC Sports Network, other than that, and, and the hockey, but all, a lot of the other events, you have to have an app and a tablet, which mm. most people have these days, but, you know, you, you've got to search for it and deal with, you know, sessions being timed out and, and uh, you know, shitty you know, bandwidth and stuff like that. So, I don't know. It's, it's, I think they could show it live on NBC. Who really needs to watch, you know, soap operas or Judge Judy? Put it on at 2 in the afternoon. Who cares? Yeah, I can agree with that. So will will people remember this Olympics as a disaster, do you think? Just because before it started, there were so many stories about what a complete disaster it was and how no hotel room in Russia had a doorknob and there were stray dogs running everywhere and mauling people and stuff like that. And it's sort of gotten forgotten just because the Olympics are going on and there's better storylines. But when we look back, do you think everyone will remember that it was a disaster? Uh, 
I don't think so. I think the weather has kind of it dominated headlines there for a few days, and it sounds like, um, and I wasn't even anywhere near it, but I, it sounds like it's very, uh, very much like what it was in Calgary in '88. Um, listening to Roycey talk and some others that were there, that it was very warm for the Olympics, and they made it through fine. And I, I saw that um, the Ukraine is one of five finalists for the uh, games uh, in uh, whatever the next for next Winter oh, Olympics. Um, and I, I guess. <laughs> the uh, the odds of them are not the next one, but the one after that. Um, uh, and uh, in eight years, and uh, someone was saying, I don't think the Ukraine stands really much of a chance after this one, just with uh, the way things have gone. But yeah, you know, I, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I don't see a Russian, a former Soviet republic, or Russia itself no. getting a getting another Olympics for a little while. Hey, speaking of which, how about Latvia today? How about Latvia today? They almost made the entire world oh, happy. Don't get me started. That would have, uh, you know, I think I was I was sitting at home. I was scrambling to get the, you know, Latvian uh, translator online to say, you know, how do you believe, or do you believe in miracles in Latvia? That would have been, uh, that been cool. <laughs> Were you actually making calls? I was. Well, I was looking for it on on the Google. Oh, on the Googles. I would have loved yeah. just <laughs> Stensas working the phones to try to find a Latvian translator, picking up a phone, yelling at an intern, "Get me somebody who knows Latvian." <laughs> no, but it's, I don't know. Some of you, I think it's been, uh, I think it's been uh, better than expected. But I still think just the, the way that the Americans have kind of flopped, and uh, there, if it wasn't for the X Games events. Um, they would be doing really poor. I hate those X Games events. I wish they never would have added them to the Olympics. That's my personal opinion as well. But since I want to cover a Winter Olympics someday, I say bring it on. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the only sport we can win a medal in. Smart. That's right. The ones we invent. Except for hockey. Yeah. How excited, Clarence, how excited are you about the USA-Canada game? Uh, I am sitting here praying to Jesus and God and Joseph and Mary and all the angels up in heaven that cancel school on Friday, so I won't have to go to work, and I can watch at home rather than on an illegal feed like I did today on the computer that was all in German, and I could barely understand because I didn't pay enough attention in German class in high school. I feel like and you'd be fluent in really German for some reason. Really crazy scheisse porn after that, which is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I took the classes to begin with. That's true, and uh, yeah, I just never panned out. So <laughs> this is—it's uh, on Friday, is that right? At eleven, yes. And, and there is a storm. There is a storm coming in for your part of the world, Clarence. I think there's like, a um, huge I think storm this, coming. And Goodhue is in like a blizzard, like typhoon warning or some such thing. We are in the uh, Eye of the Beast. We're right in the middle yeah. of it. So I'm just sitting here. There, if you could hear the phone ring earlier, that was the school. Yep. They have an right. audible call. And I see I got a voicemail on my phone. And uh, I can't cancel Friday already. No, yeah. but they'll cancel well, tomorrow. I, I just saw on Twitter that uh, De La Salle's letting out early tomorrow already. <laughs> Well, yeah, the whole thing of all schools is letting out early <laughs> because Betty McCollum. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Better out than in, Clarence. Better out than in. I'm not going to do it. Hot political takes upcoming. Hashtag hot political takes. Nothing better. Let it go. Let it go. Let it out. I bit right through my tongue. 
nothing through it. If you ever go solo on the radio, Clarence, you can be called like Tasting Blood with Clarence Swamp Town. Okay, I'm sorry. De La Salle, they, they canceled school already? No, uh, they, uh, 12.30. Like, they're late, late, oh, uh, I think out the, at 12.30. I think this stuff is really uh, supposed to hit big, uh, like, midday. Why are we talking about the weather? Uh, oh, like, boy, I do not know. Because this podcast is boring as heck anyway. Who cares? Uh, this is what I do. I get this going off. I'm I would sorry. like to God, talk more you about... You gotta get me off this damn show. I'd like to talk more about the uh, Olympic hockey. So, I know that you guys are excited to watch it, but how excited... Um, are you for this as compared to, let's say, um, NHL playoffs with your team in it? Does it compare? More excited. You're more Probably excited more. than if the Wild I'm... are in first round of playoffs. Yes. I would rather America beat Canada for a gold medal than Wild win to stand the cup. Stop it. Stop it right I'm now. Stop it. No, that's I got to say, I, I agree. I, but in part, but for me, I didn't grow up, you know, I didn't have a team. Really, I I didn't. I was a North Stars fan, but from way afar, um, and never well, since I lived the, here. The Milwaukee Arrows. What about the Milwaukee Arrows or whatever the? No, they're the Admirals. The Admirals Arrows. What's the difference? They're tiny. I, I went to some Admirals games, but it wasn't. You know, they didn't get covered. They didn't. Uh, you know, it wasn't anything. Um, you know, worth worth talking about. But but anyways, I would much. I just feel much more proud. I I, I can get behind an entire group of superstars rather than a team. That has to, that, that, that you know, say if, if the United States lets me down, I got four more years, and we weren't maybe supposed to win anyway, and all that. You know, it's, with with a hockey team, you got to come, you spend all this money, and you're you're looking for something new you've never been through before. I want to see them. You know, I don't know. I, I I'd much rather see a gold medal won by the U.S. than a Stanley Cup uh, be brought to me. It'd be fun, but I just think plus I think the chances are one hell of a lot better. That's so you're just playing the odds here. That is that is so surprising to me. I honestly thought it might compare to like a first round victory. I would never have guessed no, no. Stanley Cup. I mean, you're not invested in this team. I, That's what's more weird. invested. So invested I, in the wild. No, you don't know. I'm invested in America, Brandon. I'm invested in America. Jerk off motion. Jerk off motion. Jerk off motion. Oh my god. You don't, you don't know that. these guys. You're, You've never seen them play before. I don't know what in the wild either. I watch them play all the time. They're in the NHL. It's not like they're playing in a rec league down in No, I don't mean know them personally. I'm not saying like you know their horoscope or whatever. Like I just mean you're invested in terms that you know you've watched the team and you have an opinion on how they play and all that. This is just uh, I don't know. You're just giving I'm more credence to in USA hockey than I am the Minnesota Wild by far. I, I don't. Well, whatever. See, this, I am far more invested in U.S. hockey. This, we might need to go into why or how, but yeah, absolutely more. Invested you love in USA and you hate all other countries with a passion. Well, yes. I think one you need to understand not so much how happy a U.S. gold medal would make me. Uh-huh. But how sad it will make the Canadians. I think underestimate just how awesome it is that they will be so sad. Do you hate Canadians <laughs> in general or just Canadian no. hockey fans? More he hates North Dakota, fans. which is why he hates Canadians. <laughs> it's close. Yeah. That's, I think we're getting the whole UND thing. I think they take their hockey so seriously and they you know, we invented the sport. Just just ask them. You know, we bring up hockey to them, and within five seconds, they'll bring up how they invented the sport. Uh-huh. And you, if you could say, you know, if the Twins beat the Yankees in the World Series, obviously it can't happen, just like they can't beat Canada for the gold medal. They're going to play them in the, in the semifinals. 
Um, okay. How happy that would make you because of how sad it would make Yankees fans. Like they because believe of the fans. it is. Yeah, they believe it is their birthright to have this gold medal, so to take it away from them. Just like Yankee fans believe it's their right to have all these championships, and they are, you know, it's their birthright. So it's not even your own happiness. It's it's just reveling in other people's sadness. It's both, and the combination that's, of that's actually two, very American. I love that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm on board. If, if it came along with the Canadians relying on us for, you know, whenever things get shitty, um, then it would be ultra-American. Um, oh, sure, in, yeah. In, yeah. In, in the hockey sense, which in a way they do, you know, Kessel and JV, JVR are up there in Toronto. Yeah, it would rely on Americans for the Maple Leafs. It would be perfect if, you know, the Americans were beating Canada 4-1 in the third period and then Canada drafted half of America's team. And then I was like, oh, look at what we did. We beat you guys. We have your team. Look at our awesome health care we can pay for it just because we don't have to pay for national defense. I saw somebody on Twitter this afternoon say when it was Canada Latvia late, somebody said Canada has just inquired if they can draft TJ Oshie for the shootout. See, Brad, I think the point I could make is that I don't, dislike any Canadians individually. No. Individually, I love them each. It's collectively as hockey fans. They drive me crazy. Because they care so damn much. I agree 100%. See, Brandon, we're getting back to the same argument we've had a lot of the times, where you say, I like teams because I like the way they play, I like the way the teams are run. You have sort of this this considered opinion about, you know, I really want to be part of something that I like what I see somewhere else. And Clarence and I are sort of on the side of, well... We were born Vikings fans, and we'll die Vikings fans. And if we had to choose, we wouldn't be Vikings fans because it's awful and we sure. hate them. But it is true. We, yeah, it is there's awful. nothing we can do we about it. it. No, nothing. Huh. Oh, and I'm not crazy. as big a wild fan. You know, the whole North Stars wild disconnect, I'm not as invested in the wild. I watch every game that I can. You know, it right. happens once in a while I can't. Watch every game that I can. I want them to win, but to say that I'm fully yeah. invested in them, I'm not. You're in your yet. second marriage after your first wife screwed half the town of Cannon Falls. That's right. Yes, and she's nice. She's also, good, but you're not going to love again after. Oh, you're after making a, fucking an analogy to you. Oh, that's your. Oh no, I no. I, I I looked up your bio. I texted. <laughs> <it>, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This podcast just got really awesome. <laughs> the second Mrs. Real. Swamptown. I mean, she's nice, but not like the first one. Karen Swamptown, what a whore. She moved to Dallas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she says hi. She says hi, by the way. I don't know why that's so yeah. funny. It just makes she no does. sense whatsoever. Oh, wow. Wow. So, let me ask you. Does that help, Brandon? I, no, I it does. It does. But I, I think for me... I had a lot of fun, and was it? I'm sorry, this is embarrassing, but there was a um, the 2010 game uh, Olympics, the USA Canada when Sidney Crosby scored. Yep, big game, right? Mm-hmm. I remember watching it and being super interested because I remember how intense that feeling is of like anything could happen at any second, and that's the end of all of this, right? So it's really tense. But it may, it may have been just me, and I was the oddball. But I was so intense. And then after the game was over, I was completely over it in maybe three minutes. It was just done. Like, hey, that was really fun. I was into it. And now I don't give a shit anymore. 
I'm not like that with teams that I'm actually invested in and watch all season. So I think that's where the disconnect is coming for me. Like I just, I don't know. I just can't see myself being, although John's a perfect example, who's screaming about um, Brian Rafalski to this day. I got to tell you, can still be invested. I'm going to tell you the truth. I went back, I went back and watched that clip this morning for the first time in four years after the U S one. And I knew when a U.S. Canada game was coming up. I went back and watched the clip of that goal. And that was the first time I watched it in four years. And he just stands there. He just stands there. He goes, he follows Crosby to the boards. Crosby dumps the puck into the corner. Rafalski, he stops. It just is unbelievable to me. This is a professional defenseman who just stops at the boards, turns his head and watches the puck go into the corner. And then out of the corner of his eye gets a glimpse of Sidney Crosby going to the net. And you see him just on his face goes, oh, oh, maybe I should chase him to the net. So he's five feet behind Crosby when he scores. And where did Brian Rafalski go to college, Brian? Brian Stensas. Where'd he go? Go for us? No, 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 he played he against went to the University of Wisconsin. In conclusion, bomb Madison off the face of the earth. Carpet bomb. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I really, I mean, I, I really, I really want to watch the Friday game with John now. Just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just to peel him off the ceiling, just, I think it would be fun to. Just to be there for you know is going to be four years of misery, just to see it in person. Yeah, I think it would be fun. Yeah. That game goes. Are you, are you watching? Do you have to work, John? Or you have to I do get have to work on Friday. Oh, I'm sorry. So it'll be me in the office, surreptitiously your trying. Toe again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, I'm calm down. I'm calm down a little bit. But in conclusion, I I deeply care about how USA hockey does, mostly for the reasons Clarence mentioned, in that they have the capacity to make Canada sad. Is Olympic hockey um, actually better than the NHL? I know people Absolutely. talk about. Yes. Is it, so, what Absolutely. are the what are the rules that should be adopted by? This is probably a question that you guys have discussed for <laughs> well, a million. Well, there could hours, be but. eight teams instead of thirty. That would make it Fewer better. Teams, okay. Um, yes. The the bigger ice with NHL players is certainly better. That's true. In overtime, they go to four on four. That's also true in the NHLs too. And oh, really? Well, oh, he's just care. mentioning. He didn't say it was different. He's just mentioning things he enjoys. <laughs> there are players on the ice with sticks. <laughs> they have, they have, they have, they have they a face off. They wear helmets. They the, wear the NHL. If, let's say you adopted some of those rules where you contracted some teams and, and made the ice all NHL rinks Olympic size. The problem would be initially that you just don't have enough skilled players. You know, these are the best players in the world, so mm-hmm. they make it look better. And they they craft the team towards players that play well on big ice, meaning, well, it's like Jason Pominville. Maybe, we talked before on this podcast, is having an incredible year. And he's an American, uh, naturalized citizen. Um, Proud to be he, an American. So he'd be a horrible well, Olympic. I know I'm free. I'm free. He wouldn't uh, be a very good... <laughs> player as good a player on olympic ice that's he's got true. slow feet he's, he's got great hands very skilled but slow feet and his game doesn't necessarily translate well to the olympic size rank my point being slowly over time if all rinks were olympic size at all levels players would develop those skills worldwide meaning the guys that play in olympic size rinks all the time have those skills you see them over in europe 
That's why they play that way. Uh, I The argument against going to Olympic size is, well, look at all these guys that are so big and so slow. It wouldn't be like it is in the Olympics. And they're right, originally, uh, initially. I think over time, though, America and Canada would, would slowly modify their games and players would get more athletic faster. They, you want that, right? I mean, wouldn't that be a, I absolutely uh, do. an yeah. argument for it? I, it absolutely is an argument for it. Initially, my point is it wouldn't look – the NHL wouldn't look like the Olympics because there just aren't enough skilled players like there are in the Olympics. That's one of those I arguments, don't. though, where you're letting perfect stand in the way of better, right? That's right. That's, that's exactly it. Brandon, that's okay. exactly it. That's right. Interesting. I have a, two, I have a two-part question. I, I'm curious what people think about, A, the shootout in general, and then, B, the rule in international play or the same – player can shoot repeatedly after the first three. I hate the shootout, and it's even worse when you can just have the same guy go over and over <laughs> again. One of the dumber uh, rules in any of the major sports. Maybe Possibly the dumbest, the dumbest rule in yeah, any I, major sport. No argument. <sighs> shootout Embarrassing is and uh, <laughs> desperate and pandering. The shootout is terrible, but having somebody go over and over again is maybe the dumbest possible thing. I'm not quite as against it. I don't like the Even, same exact guy. Maybe pick three guys or four or five or six. The problem is if you keep going, eventually you've got just some knucklehead like me that you're getting down to at the very bottom of the roster that just shoots the puck into the pass. That's absolutely what I want. a team game. That's a team well, game. Christ, even closer. If I were on a, in a shootout, I, I still dumped and chased in a shootout. I was so <laughs> shit. <laughs> I wasn't, I fucking you tried to, ch- try to change up. Yeah, <laughs> just climb um, over the boards. I so. never, I, I never got a chance uh, in, my, in my great uh, hockey career. I never got a chance to participate in a live shootout. We do have in practices, and I was terrible. But I always had, you know, that scene in the Mighty Ducks where Charlie just like whiffs and just goes sliding head first into the yes. boards after trying to. Do uh, I? I, I? I think that. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I think uh, that would be only because I would get so nervous and I would do it kind of like uh, you know my. My second year of Bantams, when we made the state tournament, I fell during the national anthem. <laughs> that would be about my luck. Is they say, "All right, Spence, let's get out there, let's try it," and because we're down to the thirteenth guy, and that's you. Um, See, I would I, love I that. Fall on my ass and go find. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I would, I would love to... <laughs> I, I think the thing that would make me the happiest is if there was a rule that you had to go through the entire team and so if it went 21 rounds, you had the goalies shooting on each other. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be the best thing ever? It takes 20 no, minutes really. to get their pads off. I don't know if it would be the 
best thing ever, but it would certainly it would, yes, it would be that, the best thing ever. Be, it would show a mockery of it, which is great. Yeah, that that might be what it takes to get hockey on Sports Center, though. No kidding. No, that only it only fights only when Watson scores loses yeah, his yeah. mind. Yeah, fights and round uh, Whatever the hot blooded Italian guy, the tortellini or tortorello or whatever. Tortorello, yeah, I do not yeah. like Sports Center. Does anyone watch? Do any of you guys watch Sports Center ever? Not a second. Not, not, not really. No. no, I haven't in. Uh, There's no point. Know, six, seven years. Yeah. So why are we complaining about Sports Center? None of us watch. I don't know. I don't think ESPN it's in comforting general. to complain about things, John. You just bitched about Brian Rafalski for about 45 minutes. I did, and I can keep going if you want. <laughs> he likes it. He grabs me. He grabs me in the funny place. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that that was like right that, that, that pretty much was a racy cross of John Marshall. Is that Gerb Schmidt? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that's that was, pretty possible. That was kind of hurtful, actually. Ooh, I liked it. John, you got anything else you want from me? I'm actually going to have to uh, bid adieu to you guys here very shortly. we got some games ending that I have to tend to on the web. And what what game's the, ending right now? Uh, the Wolves are getting close, and I see the Gophers just gave up the lead at Williams Arena. So. Yeah, it's like 30-25 to 25 halfway through the second <laughs> half. Holy crap, it was... Big 10 <laughs> basketball! <laughs> Sounds like a Wisconsin game. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Um, what, uh, what else? Did you, anything else you want to pick my brain about here this evening? I, I love, like I was saying, this is you know, this is my third time on the podcast, and it's from my third different location. Kind I of, think you know, bouncing around a little bit. What I would like well, is for you to just take the phone back to your desk and describe everything you're doing, and let us write some headlines for stuff. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I, uh, I, I have a I have a vacation plan that I need to pay for, so I don't think we're going to be doing that. <laughs> we're, you're we're, saying, we, you wouldn't get you wouldn't get much bang for your butt if we wrote the headlines. You so don't even I, yeah. you don't even need to worry about taking time off. bang for your butt. Uh, yeah, you guys should put up the, like the sportive newsletter, kind of like an onion-esque type thing. That would be it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, are you allowed to divulge the information of who wrote that headline? Um, you know, I don't not know who it was. I, I know it was a news side person. Um, I I it was not a sports person who wrote it. I because it was on it ran on the front page. So, I mean, um, somebody's got to be taking credit for that. I would love to find out who I should ask around to find out who it was because that was uh, I, I, I love that. Do That's some fine. do some reporting inside the reporting room. Find out. Yeah, what a concept. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. when the paper has a story about the Star Tribune selling its land oh. and they have to pretend that they're not writing it based oh. on the quotes Brian, they got from the guy from next door. Yeah. Brian can tell Brian can tell us offline. Then one of us can tell Brower, and then it'll be good. Yep. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm we'll sure be anonymous. We'll be able to, <laughs> He could probably figure it out. He's, he's, he's got enough in. He's, he's got the connections. All right, the Wolves are about to beat the Pacers. What what headline is going to be on That's that crazy. story? Who the fuck cares? Can you put I, that in? <laughs> Wolves out Pacers, Indiana. Oh, wow. That's a, it's a, it is a really good win. It is a really good win. It just might be too little too late. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I'd like to see. I don't know. The, I think Indiana played last night. There's always that, uh, there's, there's, there's always that excuse, but. Um, I don't know. Maybe the I see both competing newspapers today had the same Ricky Rubio suck story today. So you know, maybe that maybe that got into his his, uh, his head a little bit. Let's be honest. No, there's a newspaper across town that is not in no way in competition with the Star Tribune. 
Well, all right, but uh, they did the same story on the same day, so Ryan. we'll call that competition for for That today. can't make you feel real good about about the Star Tribune, Gannon. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you broke you up there. Uh, <laughs> I'm going through a tunnel. <laughs> you almost had me. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I think I want to turn the question around and say, is there anything you want to mention before you have to run off? Um, actually, uh, remind me, uh, John, give me the uh, official um, mailing address for these board of broadcasts. I do have a gift I would like to send you. Oh. Um, it's oh, left geez. over, or not left over, but it, it, I meant to do it over the holidays, and I completely forgot until uh, you asked me to be on the show today, and I remembered that I, uh, I got something for you to have. Wherever you do the podcast from, it can be like a trophy of sorts. So, All right. Uh, give, give me that address, I'll, uh, yeah. and then you can, you can make fun of it on a uh, on a future show. <laughs> well, given given what's happened in the past, I'd say you can send it to uh, Mike, the Sportive Podcast, care of Michael Rand, 425 yep. Portland <laughs> Avenue, Minneapolis, <laughs> Minnesota. We still don't know who sends stuff that, for the Sportive Podcast to Mike. If anybody knows, let us know, because that'd be hilarious. Actually, don't let <laughs> us know. <laughs> He's our official PR yeah, guy. So so he takes care of that. And, he'll handle you know, it for us. Does. Just he'll go ahead and send it to him. And... <laughs> COD, but, uh, you can bring it to the... Uh... Yeah, just post it to do. He'll, he'll take care of it. Don't worry. Sure. Yeah, just he'll... Yeah, he's got it. Well, I can just bring it in tomorrow, too. He'll... Dream Girls, you could drop it off to Cinnamon. Sure. She knows how to get all the clearance, so... What were the other he'll get? Wife number two. Yeah. From Carol the Cinnamon, the Clarence Swamp Town story. You can, uh, in fact, just mail it to Clarence Swamp Town, Cannon Falls, Minnesota. No zip code whatsoever, and see where it ends up. Next, I always, I, I usually send Clarence a uh, a tweet every time I go through Cannon Falls. So do I. He does. Yep. And I always tell you, there's beer in the garage fridge. You'll stop <laughs> in. You need a roadie. Saying, I'm going to take you up on it. Yeah. You need a roadie. I may not be there, but just wander in. Half the town does, anyways. Wander in. Sure. Grab a beer for the road, one for the ditch, and away you go. I'll do that. That's, uh, that, that's, that'll be that'll be on my bucket list, along with covering the Winter Olympics, is to get a beer out of your garage. <laughs> All right, you got it. All right, that's all. All right, boys. Thanks for being here, if Brian. They, if yeah, if take care, Brian. If past no episodes are any man. indication, we'll screw up the audio, and no one will ever hear this. No, uh, that's we, we can all hope. No, uh, hopefully next time you ask me to be on, I'll be able to uh, stick around a little bit longer and uh, be a little bit more uh, controversial when I'm not uh, at World Headquarters. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure that I'm sure we're all awaiting that controversy. <laughs> I'm sure you are. All right, boys. Nice talking to you again. Good luck with hey, the rest of the show. See you, Brian. See you, Brian. Station out. I feel like we should go to commercial break or something right now. Oh, do we have a? Do we have any fake scripts written up? No, we don't have anything. We, we should get Stu on that. That sounds like a. We don't even have sponsors great. or anything this week. Nobody cares. Once upon a time, there was light in my life. Now there's only love in the dark. Nothing I can do. Totally clear. Hi, I'm Bonnie Tyler. And uh, <laughs> I'd like to talk to you today about uh, feminine hygiene. <laughs> no. I'm not really Bonnie Tyler, and I don't think she does commercials for feminine hygiene. So. She might. I bet she might never know. Sometimes you need money. But I don't think she's top gun. Uh, uh, top gun soundtrack money doesn't you know hold out terribly long. So. Yeah, I don't think she's hanging the phone up. Yeah. Uh, she'll answer the phone. She's Lynn Mason. She's got it going on. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, do we want to talk so, about Kevin Love and Los Angeles at all? 
Not oh, really. I think it's God. pretty overblown, and it's just so dumb. I don't know if I'm ready to, to talk about it. This is, uh, it's bad, guys. I mean, there's nearly no good answer to this. There's no, there's no solid way out of this conundrum. There's no silver bullet is what you're saying? I don't think so. Um, no offense to Parker Hagman. Happy anniversary to your wedding or whatever, Parker. Yeah. <laughs> Happy three-day anniversary, Parker. Yep. I mean, if you were Kevin Love, would you stay? No. Is there any chance nope. in hell you would stay? Smell you later. Oh. Smell everybody later. Smell everybody later. I'm already um, gone. Probably, yeah. And I, I mean, every single reporter in town is saying that he wants out. Um, and I think that's sort of a where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, which, yeah, I get it. So what I'm wondering is, if you're Flip, are you able to sit down with, with Love at some point, whether now or in the off season, and ask him point blank, like, are you out of here? Are you going to sign with us or not? Because you, you, that's I wonder how honest they are with each other. They have, you, have to, you have to ask that question. Oh, I know you Otherwise, have to ask the question, but I wonder, is Love going to – I don't know how these professional athletes respond because, you know, for like – LeBron James, for example, did not tell Cleveland that he wasn't going to be back, right? He, he definitely, like, let them think that he might come back. I know that's just one example, but I feel like this happens all the time with free agents where we don't know where they're going to end up going. For Kevin Love, I don't understand why, or I don't know if it would happen or not, to just be like, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore, so you might want to think about trading me. Or is that a no-no for whatever reason? Well, it's because the agents will never let it happen. You never, as an agent, you would never want to shut a door you all, right. it's, it's pure economic sense to keep as many avenues open for as long as possible. So you would, your, his agent would tell him, don't answer that question. Simply say, I don't know. That's it. Leave it there. Yeah. And that's the thing that sucks because there, there are people that will hold out hope from now until the day he signs with somebody else that he will stick around here, right? Because KG did it, a bunch of other not a bunch of other, but there are enough examples to get your hopes up if you want to be delusional about it. Sure. You can make more money here if he stays, yada, 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 right? Um, I don't think, I'm hoping that Flip and Glenn are that delusional where they're just going to not trade him when it comes time to do it. But um, I think it seems pretty obvious right now that he's not going to move now before the deadline, um, which I think is a smart move. You don't really get a ton of value at this time of the year anyway, so wait until... Uh, wait until closer to the draft and see what happens to trade him. But um, I think he's for sure gone, and I don't see any way that they win this trade. It just has never happened in the history of the NBA that the team trading away the superstar ends up in a better shape than the team who got him. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, didn't didn't we just talk like two weeks ago, and you and I said there's no way he's coming back, and you told me I was crazy? Was no, I said like- there's sort of. I said there's a 5% chance, and you said you're a fucking lunatic for thinking it's above zero. I mean, there is a 5% chance, right? If they, mm-hmm. uh, it, There's a 5% chance. There is for almost anything. Um, but And I was just sort of thinking that just because Minnesota people keep saying, of course, he wants to leave doesn't mean he necessarily will. Again, we said the same thing with KG. Everybody said the exact same thing. No way he sticks around here. He's going to go to Chicago where he's from, and he's going to go to this team's got cap room, yada, yada, yada. Um, so it does happen once in a while, but I just, I don't think you want to hang your hat on an exception and try to act like it's the rule. Um, so I think he's gone by the most, 
um, curious thing to me is why people keep bringing up the Lakers. That doesn't make any sense to me why he would go there. Yeah. Well, they can't. They, I know, but they can't. Like I know, I know this doesn't play into Clarence's grand unified theory of David Stern, Adam Silver, just you know, you know, Do making that so it will happen. But they they yeah. have they don't have any cap room. They don't have picks. They have nothing to offer. They can't. I, do it. Yeah. So they can't do it for really a trade unless they, you know, they have a they have a good pick this year, top pick Gasol and a couple other things. They maybe could figure it out within a trade, but they, for one thing, the Lakers would be morons because they'd be absolutely fucked to be Kevin Love and nobody. And and there's no way he's going there as a free agent, right? I mean, we can come back and laugh at this in a couple of years if he signs, but if he signs, it's purely. I don't even know what the reason would be. He just loves the city of Los Angeles. Is that it? Just he go, loves- the Clippers makes more sense. I mean, everybody makes more sense than the fucking Lakers. They're poorly run. Yeah. They have thirty percent of their Portland makes sense. He's from Portland for Christ's sake. I mean, I know, go he's there. A- yeah, I mean, Golden State, Phoenix. I mean, Jesus. There's so many teams that make way more sense than Los Angeles. It just feels like somebody in LA just leaks a story that he wants to come back there. And nobody thinks about it for more than five seconds and just goes, yeah, yeah, probably. L.A. You guys remember that when L.A. used to be good, when they actually had a good owner and not this whoever the fuck is running the organization now? Um, I, I don't know. That Gil part Garcetti. to me. Well, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's the only thing that's really strange to me is why this is continues to be a thing. And it's reported on by legit reporters. Like, well, I don't Chris see Broussard, I don't think, qualifies as a legit <laughs> yeah, reporter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, very true. Um, no, I would be super surprised if he went to L.A. And if he does, I think we should all judge and hate him more than any other yeah. Minnesota athlete because he's going there purely for not the money, because if you want the money, you'd stay in Minnesota. If you want to be competitive, you go to, uh, I don't know, 15, 18 other teams. So this would only – yeah, it doesn't. it just doesn't make any sense in any real Wait capacity. a second. That's – can we take a step back and talk about the money for a second? Yep. You, you seem to think money it's all a, the time. <laughs> trying to tell you, I ain't got any money. I ain't got, <laughs> I ain't got any money. <laughs> I'm a jazz man. <laughs> oh, that's great stuff. All right. Sorry. Quick aside. Um, are, is it a sure thing that he would make cumulatively more money in Minnesota? His endorsement deals here in Minnesota. What, what does he endorse here in Minnesota? I don't know. Anything? Uh, slacks. I think comfortable slacks. <laughs> I, I can't think of anything. In L.A., wouldn't his, outside of his salary from the Lakers, wouldn't he be more marketable and that therefore perhaps make far more money outside of basketball if you were a Laker? Maybe. I don't really know much about that anymore. Um, I, know I, I don't either. That's plenty of money with, with uh, you know, whatever shoe contract he has. Wait, he does something Pepsi. To be- he does those old guy Pepsi commercials where he and what's his name dress up as old guys. He does Taco Bell. I mean, I just don't think it's a it's you know exactly the same thing anymore. And there's also something to be said about big fish, smaller pond, where you get, might have more opportunities here rather than in L.A. When you're, uh, you know, you're like the I am Kevin Love for Rudy Luther Honda. <laughs> you're the seven thousandth most most famous person in Los Angeles. I don't really I don't again like the thing to me that has always been a little bit weird about that is. He has been like laser focused on basketball since he was, you know, whatever, three years old or something, right? And these guys are the most competitive people in the world. To think that they care about anything beyond winning 
it just seems to be a little bit of a stretch to me. Like endorsements, whatever. I think maybe the Lakers are are just completely out of it for years. I set aside the obvious theory, the obvious that Stern will still be running silver like a little puppet and will allow the Lakers to uh, be. In the NBA, all it takes is one or two players to turn an entire franchise around. So isn't it short-sighted to think that just because Lakers currently have issues, they couldn't turn it around extremely quickly? They always Um, have. I think the only difference here is that um, it doesn't seem like their um, ownership uh, has any clue what they're doing. They're closer to the Knicks than they are the Celtics. Like, the Celtics are not good right now, but they still have a really smart general manager. They'll be able to turn it around in a heartbeat. It could happen with L.A. I mean, it's possible, but just because they're the Lakers doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be, you know, that there's a lot of people that are looking at them going, oh, I really want to play for the Lakers because they were good, you know, eight years ago or whatever it was. So maybe. I'm just saying, I think for the most part, this league is the general manager league, and they haven't shown signs of being able to do a whole lot um, right now. When it's LeBron magically market- signs in L.A., you'll it's be... also a league of marketable cities, marketing your city to free agents. And uh, free agents just draw different markets. Almost every sport is like that, NBA yeah. being more so than any. Certain markets are just more marketable to free agents, and you can turn a franchise around quickly if you nab the right free agent. What free agent is going to say no to L.A.? If they give him a competitive offer, it Dwight Howard. Nobody says, "Well, no." He, he didn't say no to L.A. because he didn't like the city of L.A. There was a, he didn't like some of the players on the team. He didn't like you know there was other circumstances, but okay, so that's LA my point. Is, yeah, there's more circumstances than just the city, and this is the only reason he would go there is because that he likes the city. Like if you like the city, just fucking live there. You don't have to live in Minnesota the year, you know, 365 days of the year. Pick a team that you can win with because you're young and go do that and then go live in L.A. the rest of your life or and in the offseason. Like, the fact that he's from there is just a weird I – I guess I've never really heard – people said the same thing about Bosch because he was – I think he was from Dallas. He's, he's going to go to the Mavericks. He's from there. Uh, Darren Williams, same deal. He didn't go to where he was from. People say that all the time. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it happens that much. And I don't think it – that's just – I think it might be like a projecting deal, right? Like just because sure. you would want to move back home and play for your hometown because you you aren't an athlete, you just assume that everybody else does too. And guys do it like, I mean, we've seen it with the Twins every once in a while. Guys would do it at the end of their career, but it wasn't really the thing. Um, so, again, it could happen. It's possible. I just don't see it coming true. And, again, if he's going to go to his hometown, he's from Portland. He'd go for sure. the Trailblazers. No one's bringing that up. It's just as likely he goes to New York than L.A., so why do we keep talking about L.A.? It's more likely that he goes to Golden State, to Phoenix, to fucking, I don't know, Philly. I mean, there's a bunch of other places that would make way more sense. I mean, LeBron or Kobe is being paid like $28 million for the next two years. That's like 30% of the cap. Take Joe Maurer and add like $12 million a year and then have him be injured constantly. That would be Kobe Bryant in this situation. But the and NBA is a hard, hard cap. Well, there isn't a hard cap. There's a soft cap in the NBA. Well, soft cap, okay, but it's a really, really, really uh, damaging soft cap that so far the Lakers have not shown that they're going to, like, they're not going to be the Brooklyn Nets, right? I mean, they might, sure. but they haven't shown that they're going to be. So The willingness to spend over that soft cap extensively. Yeah, we'll see. 
We'll see. So I don't know, man. I, I we got to tra- we're gonna have to trade him, and it's gonna be um, it's gonna be a nightmare even with a smart GM with Flip running the show. It's probably gonna be <laughs> the last straw for a lot of people to even care about the Wolves. Um, and I do think that part of it. Um, I mean, this is total conjecture and um, probably BS, but I do think there there's a part of it from from Glenn and whoever else that might think that it, you know, if they were going to be objective, maybe it, they should have looked for trades before the deadline, but they just can't what even I think said, about it. Like three weeks ago when they told me I was crazy. But there's, I, I think that there's, they're not even, I mean, every time that any of the reporters have asked um, Flip or asked Glenn about it, they're like, dude, I'm not thinking about that even one iota. No, no, never. I'm not, you know, not taking calls. I think there's a possibility that I mean you gotta you gotta pick up the phone for anybody right, but they're not doing it probably just because it's going to be so fucking painful and they know it that they're just kind of putting it out of their minds until the off season. Again, that's, that's still probably the smart move, but mm-hmm. ugh, it's going to be the worst, guys. It's going to suck. Can the Wolves make the playoffs yet this year? Is that even no. a possibility? No, no, they have to go like twenty-two and seven. Um, and they have to, you know, leapfrog two other teams. So um, right now, um, I don't know, like a probably twelve percent chance. All right, let's just move on then, because I want to make sure we get one thing in, which is somebody mentioned the Daytona Five Hundred is this weekend, and I'd like to hear Clarence tell the story that he told on the first episode of the podcast last year about the Daytona Five Hundred. Oh, that's a story. All right. Uh, it's like about 12 years old, 11 years old, somewhere somewhere in the 1980s, we took a family trip to Florida. And you would just, I guess, have to know my father to, to know the circumstances of him just saying, how about today we try to get into the Daytona 500? Uh, no, not the actual race day race, but we drove to the Daytona Speedway. And uh, he would just say, you know, let's let's see if we can get inside of the infield. Let's just try it out. What the hell? Get and, inside uh, the infield. Inside the infield like, is what his goal was during the yeah. Daytona 500. Not during the no, – I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make it sound I, – I misspoke. Just At to the Daytona, Daytona Speedway. Speedway during the <laughs> trials. Or during whatever, 500 know, week. Of, yes, during 500 week. Oh, it was week. during let's the week. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, yep. So it was in February. So uh, – we got in our rental car. You'd have to know also what he looks like. He looked, especially then, like a NASCAR fan. Uh, he has never worn shorts in his life, so he, I'm, I'm sure it was 90 degrees and he was wearing blue jeans. Um, <laughs> he had on a T-shirt that was entirely too small for him. Uh, that was, I'm sure, years old, like 20 years old T-shirt. Ahead of his time. Kept writing up his yeah. It wasn't about physique or anything. It was about being the cheapest person in the history of the universe. Just wow. kept shrinking in the wash. Like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Still and wearing it. Just kept rising up his arms and almost over onto his shoulder blades until it became a sleeveless T-shirt that <laughs> the sleeves had not been cut off of. It's almost <laughs> remarkable. Um, and a big giant trucker hat. Long before they were ever, you know, just a huge billboard front. Yeah, he was the OG. Yes, and big mutton chops. The OH, original hipster. There was the uh, 
there was the entrance, and I'm sure there was people there that were looking at cars coming in, and he just he just drove in. <laughs> and we drove into the infield and uh, watched the race cars go around in circles. And it was amazing. It was absolutely incredible. <laughs> <laughs> just, here we were, and I was a little kid, and I don't even remember how old I was exactly. It was in the 80s, and right there were the race cars. They, they were so fast. Oh my god, that's amazing! Did he uh, did he pull the somebody question him and he just acted like he knew what he was doing and that because you can get away with a lot of shit just by pretending that you <laughs> like you're an authority anybody, figure. Like I don't have time to answer your bullshit. I gotta, I'm I'm due to bring my kids into the infield for some reason. I don't know. If anybody asked us, I certainly don't remember it. I remember just driving right in, and then I remember I'm George being Daytona. There. I own this place. Get out <laughs> yeah. Of my yeah. Uh, that's it. I, oh, that's, that's amazing. We went uh, to the spring. I mean, that was back when the nobody went to spring training. Now it's kind of like a destination thing. Yeah, people go to the yeah. Twins spring training. Well, they had spring training in Orlando back then. This is before yeah. they were Tinker in, Field. In, uh, at Tinker Field in, in downtown or well, it wasn't Tinker. downtown. It was <laughs> it was in the shittiest part of Orlando you could ever imagine. So it was at Epcot. Right. So it was in Orlando. So Orlando. <laughs> That's my point. Is think the regular Orlando, Florida. And then think, like, holy crap, this is even remarkably more shitty than the rest of Florida that I've already seen. Like, noticeably more shitty. That's pretty shitty. So there wow. we were. We went to Twin Spring Training. And I, there were maybe a couple dozen people. I don't remember. Not hot. I remember standing next to the batting cages like next to the actual net. Just you walk up to the net and there, Al Newman was just taking batting practice. Uh, Swinging and missing there. over and over. <laughs> yes. He actually missing broke bunch. his bat and uh, like shaved off a head that didn't break in half. Just, and he gave me his bat because I was pretty much just standing there. <laughs> just me watching him. Hey, here you go. I don't need it. So, And they let me carry the bat onto the airplane, which now <laughs> I would have been arrested. I was carrying a full wooden baseball bat onto an airplane. With an edge shaved <laughs> off it, so it was sharp on the side. You're going to fight vampires. Just hey, come on through, Buffy. Out. Van Swamp Town. <laughs> so we just drove it out. Drove up to spring training. I mean, pretty much the whole trip was just... I mean, I spring know. training, just in the last... I mean, I went in... O two because my buddy Pat was in the minors back in the day, so we went to go visit him. Pat Nishek, that's Pat Nishek, everybody. Pat Nishek, hey Pat, miss you, buddy. Hey, Pat. Um, he was Thanks in. Thanks for coming on the podcast, a hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shoot. Is there any um, chance that Pat Nishek is actually listening to this podcast? Zero. Yeah. Zero percent. But he's your buddy. Yeah. You're I pal. I mean, you know, I just don't know if he's that committed to our friendship that he's going to listen to this. Fair enough. Um, I don't listen to it, and I'm on it. I went in 02, and he was, you know, he was like a single A or double A, and we got to hang out with him, and it didn't seem that, you know, we got tickets for super cheap, and we were able to walk around and whatever, and then went again in like 07, and all hell broke loose. I mean, tickets for like $25 for a game. Is that, was that a Twins deal, or was that all of baseball? Because that's right when the Twins spring training, yeah, really just took <laughs> off. I think it just it just became a, a I, I have no idea what happened, but it used to be yeah you're right it used to be a thing that no one really knew about and it, only diehards went to go watch these guys fucking practice, and now it's for some reason become some insane ordeal and it's not like baseball's gotten more popular. I do you think, think it's, it's just as, do you think it's because, because it's like 
Do you think it's yeah, because prospects know. are a bigger thing now that you actually have a chance at knowing who these guys are? Whereas before yeah, he, it was like, who's number 78? Who cares? Yeah, that, sure. that could totally be it because it does seem to have uh, risen with that sort of, you know, people paying more attention to wanting to pretend that they're owners and GMs themselves. So, oh, but number 78 was my coverage, John. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> Get your head out of your ass. Everybody knows yeah. that. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. I'd like to apologize on behalf of <laughs> myself, everyone. my family. Uh-huh. All Marthalers everywhere. Apologize for that. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, but I have no idea why it, Why beyond that. Facilities have probably gotten a little bit nicer like anything. It's, I guess sports just in general. I don't know, man. Well, it's certainly... But it's, it's not even like a, a cheap... It's not even close to a cheap thing to do anymore. Yeah, but that's true of sports in general. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, when, just be, when I was a kid, you could go to a Twins game for like $3. When I was a kid. Oh, this is the best in, part of the podcast. Back in 99. And it's John saying it, not me, which is, I think, absolutely remarkable. Yeah, which it's might be serious. the first time ever. But Well, John's only 47, whereas you're 63. <laughs> but even back then, it was pretty regular. Even when the Twins were good, 9,000 people would show up to a game. And now forget about it. 9,000 people show up for spring training games. I think sports in general are just more popular now. Yeah, they have to be. I remember getting season tickets again with Pat, because that just reminds me of growing up with the Twins. Um, $88 season tickets to the Twins. (laughs) Unbelievable. Crazy. In conclusion, we're all middle-aged, I guess. I think times... They are changing. Um, so I did have a quick question about the Twins. I don't know if – are they done trying to improve on a terrible team? Uh, is this it? Are we looking at the actual roster for the Twins? Because they look pretty brutal. Who else would they sign, yes. do you think? Or what other position would they need to – well, obviously they need to improve a number of different positions. Yeah, but, most positions. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not like there's a lot of guys left out there unsigned that people are clamoring for them to grab. Uh, is Steven Drew still available? I have no idea. Okay, well, Sport Effect says he is. Okay. Is there so a chance he signed be... with the Cardinals? Sure, sure. Like That's another Sport Effect. Our Sport Effects can overlap. Oh, man. Um, and be in direct competition with each other. Um, no, it's just... it's. I mean, they're they're absolutely helpless, right? Oh yeah. This is okay. I don't much. know. I mean, I don't know what you expect out of them. They're terrible, and I, they're going to be so again next year. Yeah, we just keep pushing out the year where it's all gonna we're, what we're planning for, kind of every single year with the Twins, right? Because I thought that for a couple of years ago, it was like, well, wait till twenty fourteen. That's kind of the year that we're that we're playing for right now, and this is not the year, not even close to the year. So is it 2015 that we're – what's the year that we're, we think we're going to be a respectable 16, franchise again? 2016, uh, hopefully, 16. 2016, okay. So basically right. what we are right now is we're Royals fans who are like, you know, I think 89 is going to be their year. I think they're coming back. I think this we're, is going to uh, be the year they come back to prominence. We're Republicans, just root, rooting for 2016. Like We're going to get there. Why is That's this week all the political episode? <laughs> No, I understand what you're saying. I, they can't cannot, be a mid-February podcast for hot politics, Dave. They don't have hot as I guess. We have some hot takes. That's all. 
Can't help it. Mm-hmm. Clarence, is there any Gophers chance? Gophers are losing really bad, by the way. I don't know if anyone. Do you want to give us oh, a yeah, score? Really. That's, what, that's what we do? They're down eight with four minutes left to Illinois, and Illinois is the worst team in the conference, and it's at Williams Arena. And they're at home. Wow. And, you know, well, in in they started the game 16-3 to three or something like that. And yes, uh, uh, um, for, a friend of the sportive, uh, Patrick Donnelly, has been tweeting me complaints about this game, as has a uh, friend of uh, other people, Amelia Reno and uh, Tyler Mason, are both there, too, and it's they're tweeting it's brutal. All three of them are tweeting you right now? Yeah. That's Why, how cool I am, Are you John? the clearing house yeah. for terrible goal Damn, you're basketball? Cool. <laughs> pretty I'm pretty cool. <laughs> Any other names Next you want to drop, you name dropper? I'm pretty yep, cool. That's, that's me. I'm pretty cool. I'm my, okay, I have, I have a Twitter follower who is on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Does that, does that cause something cool? Yeah, just keep All going. Right. Do you want to talk about that? Was it uh, Zach Grinke? No, it was uh, Chrissy Teigen's butt was on the uh, cover of Sports Illustrated. Oh, no kidding! Issue. Yeah, yeah I get kids. that. I went <laughs> to go. The cool. kids were laughing at that. It's a, there's sand on her butt or something like that. They were yeah, laughing they're, at they're they're literally they're sand really. on her bottom. So yeah, they were. They thought well, that was pretty cool. I, that. that was pretty cool. I thought. Then I realized she also follows Wessel, so it's kind of you know. Hey, Damn it! So. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah. follow though. She it she really likes your idea. jokes. She has interacted with me twice on Twitter, so I think that's pretty cool. Damn. God, you're cool. I'm going for three times here, like, in the next week or two. I think I'll make a really good John Legend joke and see if that works. Sure, sure. I'll jerk off into a mailbox and call it a day. (laughs) (laughs) And there's your your podcast title there, John, if you want to use it. (laughs) Yeah, I did not see that coming. <laughs> Your mailbox or or it's her mailbox? Does it really matter, Clarence? Yeah, it'll be a into a mailbox. It'll be a vinyl. Trying to trying to picture a jury. No, it probably <laughs> wouldn't matter. It was my own mailbox. People, <laughs> think of a, like you'd have to bring a step stool because last time I checked, logistics just don't. Well, actually, with the, the way the snow drifts are now, actually, it's almost like crotch height. So it's just, you know, <laughs> it it's, right. it, it's perfectly fuckable right now when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. gotta be chilly though. Gonna have to get started inside and then just. And the important part is when you think about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So are we about an hour and a half here, John? Or this is is the end of the sportive podcast. This is how we go out. Clarence, can we talk about the Western Wisconsin bar tour? Oh, he didn't have to drive. Ten years in a row. Ten years in a row. Yep. WWX did not have to drive. I think that's the most important thing. How many people are on this tour? Uh, what do we have? Uh, ultimately, eight. So guys. we should calculate the odds of you not driving for ten straight years. Well, there's a number of factors that go into it. Um, I don't know, John. It's they're astronomical. They defy math, mathematical odds. Um, well, you should have done it once at this point. You've done it zero times. I'm not sure. I'm going to call that astronomical. Are your friends upset with you? In a way, I think upset yeah. is probably underplaying it. 
Have they all have they all had to drive at least once? I can't think of anyone that hasn't had to drive. No. Who who is no, has somebody had to drive like four times somehow? Oh absolutely. Oh absolutely. How yeah. mad is that guy? Uh, yeah, mad again, I think, undersells uh the emotions <laughs> that are going on. Furious. Furious uh, maybe a little more? Alright, just Describe for me if you come around next year, Western Wisconsin Bar Tour number 11, and this guy has to drive again and you don't, what are the odds he stabs you in the leg with something? It's not so much physical violence. It's that they bring up things that, you know, we've known each other, a lot of us, since we were like four or five. Right. And they'll bring up things at this time. You know, when, when the final call is made on who's driving, they will bring up things that I don't even remember happening. You mean like your somebody wife? wife? No, well, no, because I mean, excuse me, first wife. Um, things, you know, like, you son of a bitch, I remember when <laughs> you stole my fucking french fries in, in lunch in first grade. Ever since then, you've been pulling shit like this. You know, it's... Wow, therapy, it's really, huh? Yeah, it, uh, it gets pretty personal. And then about four beers later... The only one that still cares is the guy that's driving. The rest of us are have moved beyond it, and uh, it's to be pretty. It's just ends up being fun. So, how many days in a row are you um, getting shit faced? Just two, three. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we go home Monday. Okay, so you have Monday off. Okay, that's right. Because it's President's Day weekend, and we have Monday off. That's right. Of course, of course, because it's America. Straight Marco. Okay. So we uh, the the trip is starts in Wisconsin. Obviously, we start in uh, South Metro and then drive to Wisconsin. Typically Prescott, sometimes Hudson, sometimes elsewhere. And our final destination is Siren, Wisconsin. And the rules are one bar per town, one beer per bar. And we take a different route of back roads. Try to take a different route of back roads every time we go. So uh, this year we just headed as far east as we've ever been from Prescott. We, you know, there's a series of northern roads, roads that head north towards Siren. So you kind of have to keep working your way east or further west, like last year we did White Bear Lake and went north. And uh, went to I don't know, ten, twelve, maybe fifteen bars. I, I don't lose track at some point and have a drink at each bar. And by the time you get to Siren, Wisconsin, it's uh, OOC it's out of control. And that's it. Sounds glorious. I feel like we missed out on the classic Clarence Swamptown tweeting virtuoso oh. that has been. He tweeted. Yeah. He but, tweeted funny. Yeah. But I did a, you weren't as angry as you've been. Oh, no. that. I don't it's remember like you're like an inner peace now or some bullshit. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that, guys. I, uh, I, I mean, what, have you had a good good time at work recently? You, yeah, along with you don't seem as tall as you used to be, Ron Everest. <laughs> <laughs> you can take you. <laughs> Cut up some slack, okay? <laughs> I don't know even know what to say, guys. You like, Yeah, I just, I don't know. You just seem kind of normal and happy and okay with life. You, what you want me to do is climb into the mind of me at 
10 p.m. on the night when I start drinking, you know, at noon. That's uh, true. And, and dissect what's going on in my head. Yeah, right. That's pretty I, dicey territory. Yeah. I, I barely remember what was dangerous. even going on. So what was I doing three years ago maybe when I was just tweeting angry things versus this Friday when I wasn't at I don't know the difference. I can barely remember large swaths of That's the fair. Light, much less what was in my head. So I don't right. know what to tell you guys. Well, it's okay. It sounds like you had fun. I had a blast. Um, I can't think of anything, you know, that was like, like the one year where we saw rock and roll Zumoff just randomly, nothing like that. That's just lives on and, in lore or anything. But you got to have these moments with your guys once a year. John, that's another uh, marriage, wedding, whatever, marriage advice for you is have a weekend every year where you just get away with your bro to do something. Something you have to to just And have your wife pick something else out for her own weekend. At least once a year, you both just got to go out on your own. When shit gets like annoying or frustrating or whatever, you can be like, hey, I got that coming up and that's going to be fucking great. And you need to have it established. Uh, get out in front of it. Get it as quickly as you can because you need this thing all be a big package deal. You need to be able to say, you knew this going in. This isn't some sort of goddamn surprise that I do this. Right. I haven't you turned into this person. No. This I have always gone out and on Martin Luther King Day and shit my pants being drunk. <laughs> you knew that. Martin Luther King knew that. That was his dream. This was this was my dream. Okay, you don't take that dream away from I me. Are you, a, are you a dream stealer? Is that what you're every saying? Every year I'm sitting to my. <laughs> yeah, mine is March Madness. It's always been there. Um, always will be like my annual dudes trip. So I just think like that's a thing to 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 do. Establish it out front. Yep. 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 Even if yeah, you don't go anywhere, story. invent invent invents friends and just go get a hotel in, uh, I don't know, North Branch or something yeah. and just sit there for the weekend so that you have just bring all your the, the one thing, hotels aren't legal in North Branch. That's like against the Lord's plan. I'd have to hang out at the Tanger Outlet Mall just in the parking lot. I think They've got a beautiful dress barn. Yeah. So what what's gonna happen next year is you're gonna find you're gonna come home from work one day, Clarence, and I'm gonna be sitting in your garage, attacking the garage fit. You know, I'm gonna be like, this is the weekend. This is my weekend. This is the weekend. This is what I decided to do. Uh, That's just fine. I gotta take the kids to. I gotta take the kids to the, to the dance. You and Al, the dog, can just hang out here in a lawn chair. That actually sounds yeah. awesome. I would. Al is a pretty 100%. chill dog, from what I hear of it. I can see Al sleeping right now, looking. Oh, nice. Miss you, Al. Well, there you go. All right. Well, this podcast has kind of gone off the rails, so let's just end it there. Okie doke. It's good talking to everybody. Our thanks to Brian Stensize for coming on again, even though he had to go hole up in a conference room at work or something for 45 minutes and talk to us instead of doing work. I I like to believe that Brian got paid for this tonight to be on our stupid podcast. Go on and believe it. No one can stop you. Yep. Anybody else want to mention anything before we go? No. Uh, no. <laughs> do you have any more disgusting mental pictures for me? No. I, I'm, I seems think, like I think we're doing good right now. Yeah, yeah, good I, think, I think I've I hit my quota, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I, 
I, I would say that's true for about this and the next 15 podcasts. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll see you. Bye. Thank you. And the music from the skating rink drifts across the town. And the stars are heaven high above, forever looking down. And I'm standing, looking upward, and I'm listening to the sound of the village in the lonely heart of winter. And the lights above the skating rink illuminate the scene. And on the snow the shadows show footsteps where we've been. And Danny's breath hangs motionless and hovers like a dream above his head in the lonely heart of winter. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.